wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth by Pastor Sami. Monthly newsletter is out bearing fruit. Please, you want to get one, get some for friends, get some for working colleagues. It's just one Ghana city. Buy and give it to a friend, it will be a blessing. Contains devotional guides. If you have been studying the devotion, you are now coming into terms with. The easiest way to minister the gospel is to be a witnesser. And that is to use your own experience with Jesus and say it with others. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when we close, let's go to the bookstand, get one. And the CDs, last man message, ye are God's. Messages like this, you don't meet them often. So you get one, you listen, and you keep on listening and listening. And buy some for friends. Buy some for who? It's not everything you can tell someone. Are you here with me? But you can let the person get a message to listen. Message. You say, listen to this message. It will change your life. So, ye are God's. These are MP3 messages. Many messages in one. And then, last two months, God's wisdom works. Please, get these CDs. Listen to them. Keep on listening. And your life will never be the same. This one is three Ghana CD. It's not one message. Many messages. Hallelujah. And then the newsletter is one Ghana city. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Acts chapter 1, please. We heard the announcement that we are in the seasons of Pentecost. And Pentecost seasons are seasons of great outpourings of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 1 downwards. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the Holy Ghost has given commandment unto the apostle whom he had chosen to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proof being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Five, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. 
When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, O thou in this time restore again the kingdom to Israel. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria, and unto the outermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, with the women, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Pentecost day is 50th day after the Passover. The Passover is the one we call Easter. Praise God. And uh, we are in the Pentecost season. Next week, Sunday is the Pentecost day. Now, in between the ascension, the ascension is the 40th day after Passover. In between the ascension and the 50th day, we call it seasons of Pentecost. And that's the seasons of great occurring. God is a God of seasons. God is a God of times. God is a God of pattern. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So as we are in the seasons, this week, we want to be coming before the Lord in fasting and prayers, as we read in Acts 1.14. After the ascension, when Jesus left the apostles, the disciples, they were 120 people. They together were in the upper room. What were they doing? They were fasting and praying. He said, and all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brethren. They were together in the upper room seeking God. For what? For the outpouring of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the source of all kingdom blessings. The more of the Spirit of God you have in your life, the more you see the manifestations of the blessings of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we want to, in these seasons, be awake to the realities of release of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I want to encourage everyone to be a partaker of this prophetic fast and then prayers. Monday to Friday we'll be meeting here every evening and then seeking God. Your life will be changed within this week in the name of Jesus Christ. You experience grace that you have never experienced before in the name of Jesus Christ. It is the grace of God that removes every disgrace. As grace is being released, Every disgrace is removing in the name of Jesus Christ. So get yourself ready. And let us, I said in the first service, 
You are not fasting, what do you call it? Any fast. A season of Pentecost. Your heart, your mind, your everything should be geared towards God for great outpouring. For great what? Outpouring. For a dramatic change. For a dramatic turnaround. It's not the time you are fasting and you argue. You argue on football. Argue on unnecessary things. Praise God. No. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? And you are not doing Islamic fasting when you are fasting and watching your time. Okay. 432. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> As if you are being punished. Hallelujah. It's not the punishment. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Some time ago, one colleague, he had not fasted before, he said he was fasting. Then he said, we are doing six to six. So he told me, he woke up early. He was, he, he has prepared his tea and then whatever, bread, everything, he was eating and then he heard the news. You know, the six o'clock news, the, 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 those times. Then you covered everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's not that kind of fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not that kind of fast. Hallelujah. A fast wherein your heart, your mind, your soul is geared towards God for something tangible to be released in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you can't remember anything, remember Peter. Just one outpouring of the Spirit. Turn Peter's destiny hot around. The same Peter who was running away from a, a little girl for his master stood before the Sanhedrin, the great man in his days. And was emitting fire before their face. Praise the Lord. That is what the outpouring can do in a man's life. So desire it and this week go for it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jude 22-23. Jude. And of some have compassion making a difference and all that save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garments spotted by the flesh we want to pray father we give you praise thank you this morning thank you for your presence your power that is already working in our midst thank you for your flow your blessings your deliverance in the first service Thank you for what you are doing in the second service. Minister to us like never before. Meet every need in our life this morning. Touch every heart in the name of Jesus. Let your engrafted word bring a turn around in every aspect of our life in Jesus' name. We pray in the name of Jesus. You set the boundary, Lord. You heal the sick. 
your prayers will go free the lovable captive will be delivered this morning as your word goeth forth you send forth your word to deliver to heal minister through your word heal deliver and lift out of the miracle encourage us all rebuke correct instruct this morning as you speak to us in the name of jesus i avail myself as a vessel lord use me to bless your people all the glory all the honor is unto you jesus lord holy spirit thank you for glorifying jesus in our midst in the name of jesus christ amen and amen in this month of bearing fruit that's the prophetic theme bearing fruit on the sundays we are doing a series the go power the go power so in this service God is speaking to us on the go power part 2b. Hallelujah. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of fire. Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. The life of a soul is the most valuable asset on earth it is priceless the life of a soul is priceless the value of a soul is priceless mark chapter 8 verse 36 and 37 says for what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole his soul what profit can a man gain if he has the whole world and put his soul also on a scale the whole world is put on one scale and the soul of a man is put on a scale the one with much profit is the soul of a man he goes to the 37 and said for what can a man give in exchange for his soul so the value of one soul is more precious than all the things in this world put together. So you can't price the value of a soul. The value of a soul is priceless. Praise God. Praise God. Because, because of the valuableness of a soul, God commands every one of his children. He said, go ye. Or some have compassion, making a difference. Hating their garment that is spotted with blood. Save out of fire. Praise God. In Matthew 28, 18-20. After Jesus resurrected from the dead and appeared to his disciples, he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Praise the Lord. He said, Go ye. He wasn't only speaking to the twelve apostles, he was speaking to all the disciples. Jesus had caliber of followers. He has the three, he has the twelve, he has the seventy. They were 
groups. Praise the Lord. There were groups that even the twelve didn't know. They went somewhere and preached. And they saw other people preaching the same thing they have been saying. And then they returned. When they returned, they told Jesus, We saw some other people preaching in your name. We wanted to release fire to consume them. He said, No, no, no. He that is not against us is for us. They are part of me. You don't know them yet. Praise the Lord. So we are commanded every child, every saved person. There is a commandment from heaven that you are to go. Praise God. The process of saving with fear the lost and pulling them out of fire is what we call soul winning. Saving with fear the lost and pulling them out of fire is the one we call soul winning. Saving the lost with fear, pulling them out of fire. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with academic position. Nor social status. Say of them have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of fire. So the process of doing that is the one we call soul winning. Which every one of God's children has a commandment to be a partaker. Praise God. Praise God. He said in John chapter 15 verse 16, our theme for the man. said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have ordained thee to go and bear fruit, that your fruit will remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, even so will I do it. Go and bear fruit, and let your fruit remain. Go, bring forth fruit, let your fruit remain. And whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, even so, I will do. Praise God. So, soul winning is a commandment to everybody. What is soul winning then? What is it? Soul winning is the process of bringing the unsaved, the unsaved, to Christ and nurturing them to be like Christ and also being planted in the church. The process of bringing the unsaved to Christ and nurturing them to be like Christ and also they being planted in the house of the Lord. That is what we call sowing. So we see from this scripture that soul winning just goes beyond being present. It goes beyond just proclaiming praise the Lord. 
understanding this, this brings us to what are the processes in soul winning. In the first service, I talked about two of them. I talked about presence and proclamation. Soul winning requires your presence. You must be available. It is not enough to say my money is going. Your person must also go. Praise the Lord. It is not enough. Your person must also go. And then another thing is proclamation. That you verbally preach, teach, or witness Christ to others. That's what we call. So that's the second process. These things were elaborated in the first service. Your presence, your proclamation. In this service, we are looking at other two processes in soul winning. And the first in this service, we are looking at First Corinthians two, verse one to four, please. First Corinthians two, verse one to four. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in my trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The number one process in soul winning we are looking at in this service is what we call persuasion. Persuasion. The gospel must be presented in such a way that people are persuaded to believe in Jesus Christ. The gospel that you are proclaiming must be presented in such a way that it must persuade men to believe Jesus Christ. And how this persuasion is done is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, not what politicians do. Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Now they, they want to persuade you and talk and talk and lie. No, it's not what we are talking about. He said, and my preaching, 1 Corinthians 2.4, was not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but it was in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. So what persuades men in our preaching, in our teaching, in our witnessing, it's the spirit of the Lord God, praise the Lord, manifesting power and manifesting grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? You don't need the Holy Ghost to stand on political platform to speak to persuade men. But you need the Holy Ghost to stand on a pulpit for somebody to give his life to Jesus. Are you here? Are you getting the difference? So the persuasion is not grammar. It is not grammar. You go and blow grammar to people. No. The kingdom of God is not in wealth. 
but it is in power. First Corinthians 4.20 It is in power. So persuasion in the preaching of the gospel in so winning, there must be persuasion. And the key to persuasion is the Holy Ghost, the power of God that is behind the gospel. That brings the persuasion. My preaching, my teaching was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom. The demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your believing, your faith will not dwell in the wisdom of man but in the power of God. Verse 5. Hallelujah. So that's the number one process in sowing it. There must be persuasion. That's why everyone who is supposed to go must desire the Holy Ghost, must desire us, because he's the persuader. John calls it conviction. He's the one who convicts. He convicts of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. The convictor is the persuader. The convictor. Praise God. John chapter 16, you read from verse 11 downwards. 7 downwards. He talks about yes, the Holy Ghost ministry. And he convicts of sin, of righteousness, of judgment. Number 2, Acts chapter 8 verse 6. Let's see, when, 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 when Philip went to Samaria, the ministry of the Holy Ghost, Acts chapter 8, 6 to 8. And the people with one accord gave heed unto these things, those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirit crying out with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with pauses, and that were lame were healed. And ate. And there was great joy in that city. The Holy Ghost was at work. And there was great what? Joy. Great joy. Great joy. Great joy. It is Consistency with the Holy Ghost that makes the difference in so many. Because he is the convictor. He is the convictor. He is the convictor. Nowadays, people are just interested in grammar. People blow grammar on order and then they are shouting, yes, yes. But no, when they finish, the only thing is that they are tired. Praise God. You ask them, you went to church, what did you hear? He said the preaching was powerful. That's all that they can tell you. Nothing moved them. Praise God. You know why? That's why people can be stealing in church. There's no move of the Holy Ghost. It's all grammar and what you entertainment. Hallelujah. Are you here? Persuasion. Number two thing in soul winning, the processes. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 47. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 47. 
And all that believed were together and had all things common. And so their possession and goods imparted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in a temple, temple, and breaking of bread from house to house, and they'd eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as many as were saved. Praise God. They continued steadfastly, 42, in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayer. The number two, two process in soul winning is planting, planting, planting. The 3,000 people that gave their life, they were in fellowship. They were planted in God's family, and that is the church. That is what? The church. The new convert must be planted in the local church. So winning is not complete if the person is not planted in a local church. Because that is a family. The, you can't have any individual born into this world which doesn't belong to a family. You say, I'm born. You say, I, I don't belong to any family. It's not possible. Every, you may decide to neglect your family, but whether you like it or not, you belong to a family lineage. Are you here with me? It's the same in the spirit. When the soul is born, the process is incomplete if the person doesn't belong to a local family. That's the local church. The whole but the church in general, the church ecclesia, is God's family. But they are individual family, just like we are we are family. But you see, my family is different from your heart. It's the same. And everyone is born into a family. You can't say you are a Christian and you don't belong to a local family. You are not. People who say that, they, they, they are not. They just talk with their mouth. Because the point is that every true saved person, there is a desire in you for fellowship to be in God's house. There's a desire in you to belong to a particular heart, family. So sometimes you may be roaming, you go here and say, oh, no, no, this place, I don't feel it. You go somewhere, like that. You get to a place and say, yes, I like here, you stay. There are people like that. Are you here with me? Like that. But their soul is not complete. Except he is planted in a local farm. That's the local church. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we have talked about presence, proclamation, persuasion, and planting. You must, the soul must be planted. If not, the soul winning process is not complete. Hallelujah. It's important for us to understand. That for every
you, for you as a child of God to be an effective soul winner, you need to carry a certain particular attitude. So, attitudes of a soul winner, the one on the go. What attitude should that person carry? Matthew 25, verse 34 to 37. Matthew 25, 35 to 37. For I was hungered, ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, ye clothed me. I was sick, ye visited me. I was in prison, ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we there? When saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we the sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? Forty, and the king shall answer and say unto Verily, verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these brethren, ye have done it unto me. Praise God. The number one attitude of a soul winner is the attitude of righteousness. Then said the righteous, when were we imprisoned? And you visited, that word imprisoned means in bondage of the devil. And ye visited me. So winning can never be effective if the one of the goal is not carrying the attitude of righteousness. The early church and its foundation was rooted in righteousness. In Antioch, the people saw them. They were walking as Christ. And they said, yes, these are men who have walked with Jesus. They called them Christians. They called them Christians. They called them Christians. Righteousness is the foundation for true soul winning. Because it is your life first before your worst. People assess the things you, you, you are first. Before they hear what you have to say. Praise the Lord. Until your life becomes an example of Christ. Your life cannot change anybody. Your words cannot change anyone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen. When you go to any assembly, any local church. That you see a lot of wrong lifestyles. Check the lifestyle of the person leading. Praise God. You will see. Because, <laughs> like the God called like. So 
is the number one key attitude of a soul winner. And it must be something that you must desire to walk in and something you must practice. Then he was talking to the righteous. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was naked, you clothed me. That means that by walking in righteousness, God releases blessings for you to be able to feed the hungry. To be able to what? Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The righteousness is the gift of all. I was in prison. I was a sinner, bounded hands and feet and eyes by the devil in the tombs of hell. And you came and showed me the way and I came out. And they said, when did we see you? Jesus was speaking. He said, as you did it for others, you did it for me. And what gave them access to be able to do that was their heart. Righteous life. You don't know what you are missing with the kind of wrong life you are living in. You have stopped. You see, the only thing we know is what happened. We don't have any idea of what can happen in our life. If you have an idea, you will stop that wrong life you are living. Because righteousness exalts more than anything. It is a leverage. No leverage. It lifts you like that. Lift. It can lift you to any height in life. So righteousness exalts a nation. If it can exalt a nation, what about a person? Praise God. Do you know a nation? Hallelujah. Ghana, we are 22, is it 25 or so? Persons. 25 million persons. So if righteousness can exalt 25 million individuals at a goal, what about you? One person. It, it will lift you like paper. Praise the Lord. Because the weight of a thing determines how easy or difficult it is to what? Lift. Are you hearing me? The righteousness exalts the nation. But sin, Proverbs 14.34, is a reproach. Praise God. So, number one, attitude righteousness. Number two, prayerfulness. Prayerfulness. It's the number two attitude that every soul winner must commit himself into. Because it takes the power of the Holy Ghost as you have heard in persuasion for a soul winner to be able to minister the gospel for conviction to come. And the release of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost is derived. Please, don't forget. The power of the Holy Ghost is a derived one. It doesn't come by itself. You need to derive it. There are some things you do to derive power. You say, you shall receive power after which the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And the apostle did not sit there. 
and the Holy Ghost came. No. They were in fasting and prayers. Kalabados, Kimpata, Katuse, Padakatibodos, Kipedebedos, Sapata. For ten solid days. And then the heaven broke loose. Heaven broke loose. The power of the Holy Ghost is derived. And it is derived on the altar of prayer. Jesus prayed and prayed on the Mount of Transfiguration. He exceeded with power. When he came out, the Bible says, the fasting of his face was altered and he was transfigured. He changed to another man. His glory emerged. When he descended from the mountain, a man with an evil spirit, when that man saw him afar off, he fell. The evil spirit commanded, he just moved him there and then the man fell. The spirit left. He hasn't spoken a word. The Bible says afar off. Afar off means afar off. Praise God. When that demon sent him, because he was coming with fire on the mountain of prayer. So, as a soul winner, if you want to be an effective soul, you need to be a prayerful person. Praise God. If you see believers who have everything, their mouth, everything can enter. Praise God. They are chewing granite here. Today they have what do you call it? <laughs> Find your go here. Next time, cake. Everything will enter this man. You call for prayer? Yeah, prayer. Praise God. No. You can't carry the presence of God without not having a life of prayer. Nobody starts the way we are. No. Everything you train yourself into, you holiness is an exercise. It's what? Yes, he said, exercise yourself into holiness. So you don't say, me, I don't know how to pray. You begin somewhere. You begin five minutes. You move ten minutes. It's like somebody going to the temple. So when you went and then they give you four metals. No, you start with your level. And as you are training, your muscles is coming. Then you are growing. You are growing. You are growing. Then you come to Mr. Ghana. Praise God. You are <laughs> Like that. So you can't sit there and tell me, I don't know how to pray. You must train yourself into prayer. If not, certain things that are yours, Demons will take it with easiness. Then it's yours, but it will not be delivered to you on the on, on a silver platter. Praise God. That's why cheaply a lot of people deceive people. <laughs> Yesterday I heard a story. I was saying the man should have been giving the wife a big one so that one of the teeth will break. So that he can have a story to tell. <laughs> you have gone to a man of God that your husband has been beating you. So he should give you something. <laughs> then he, he touched him, took money, and they gave him water. That is where he goes to put it on the face. He said, That was the day that the husband gave him much. 
When she appeared, nobody put the thing in the face. <laughs> when she appeared, there no question fight. I said, yes. So that we been removed the teeth. But I do remember. You know that they stop putting water in your face. Praise the Lord. Irresponsibility. Irresponsibility. People, so people play, make fun of believers. Just roaming about. But a small life of prayerfulness, standing on your feet, will give you command and change them. So the soul winner must be a prayerful person. Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 9, 36 and 37. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Because he saw them as sheep, having no shepherd. And he said, the harvest indeed is plentiful. The laborers are few. Then what was his instruction? He said, pray. He said what? So if you want to be on the go, you must what? Pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Knowing all this, what are the benefits that accrue to a person on the go? Let's quickly end with it. In Mark chapter 16 verse 15. Mark chapter 16 verse 15. Mark 16 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe and is saved shall be baptized. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved. Sorry. And he that believe not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. 19. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. 20. And they went forth. That means they went. They go. And preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Hallelujah. They went. Preach everywhere. God working with them. Confirming his word with signs following. Amen. Praise God. A benefit that accrues to a soul winner is the benefit of becoming a sign and a wonder to your world. Every soul winner, everyone on the go, Become a sign and a wonder. And these signs shall follow them that are on the go for me. Their lives shall become signs and wonders. Isaiah said in Isaiah 8:18, he said, I and the children God has given me, we are for a sign and we are for a wonder. In Israel. We are for a sign. And we are for a wonder. In Israel. As a soul winner. You become a sign. You become a wonder. Psalm 71. 
verse 7. He said, I am as a wonder unto many, but thou art my strong refuge. I am as a wonder to many, but thou art my strong refuge. I am as a wonder. Your life, your marriage become a sign and a wonder. Your, your finances become a sign and a wonder. Everything about you is an astonishment to people around you. Why? Because you are on the go. John the Baptist was an amazement to his world. They came and asked him, Are you the Elijah? Are you the Messiah? He said, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Not at all. I'm a sign. I'm a wonder. Praise God. The apostles, they were a sign and a wonder to their generation. They said, but these are unlearned men. It has nothing to do with what you have learned or what you haven't learned. You are a sign and you are what? A wonder. Why is this so? Because the reason why your life becomes a sign and a wonder is this. When you are on the go, the first one is that God works with you if you are on the go. And they went everywhere and preached. God also working with them. You cannot be at the work where God is working with you. And then you'll be failing. Praise the Lord. Mark 16, 20. They went everywhere and preached. And God also working with them. So when a person is on the go, he becomes a sign and wonder because God works with him. Are you here? God works with that person. When you are a soul winner, God works with you. So at your workplace, he's working with you. Everything your hand touches is blessed. Praise God. Everything you do becomes a blessing. I have seen that it is the blessing of the Lord that makes man. It is not the sweat Praise God. And the smartness of man. It's not the tiredness of man. It's not the hardness of man. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes a man. You must think smart. When somebody is telling you think smart, most of the time, he's telling you be very deceptive. Be cannot. It's not the carnality, the, the cunningness of men. Praise God. That makes man. Until your mindset is renewed, you can't be blessed God's way. You always be limited. Praise God. Are you here with the blessing of the Lord? It's what makes man. So God works with us when you are on the go. That's why your life becomes a sign and a wonder. And it's not only God works with you. God also works for you. Praise the Lord. Faithful is he who called thee. Who also will do it. First Thessalonians 5. 
24. God works for you. Your life is a sign and a wonder when you're on the go because God works with you. And two, God works for you. Faithful is he who called thee, who also will do it. He works for you. The one who has called you is faithful, so he do it. Do works for you. And the number three reason why your life becomes a sign and a wonder is that God also works through you. God works through you. He works through you. Praise the Lord. John chapter 14. Verse 21. He that has my commandment, he that loveth me, he that loveth me shall be loved, my father, and I love him, and will manifest myself to him. And then 23, the same chapter. Jesus answered and said, If any man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come into him, and make our apple with what? Him. Praise the Lord. He works for you. He works with you. And he works through you. So anyone on the go, his life is a sign and a wonder. Be afraid of a man who is on the go. Please don't stand against a man who is on the go. Because the one who is working with him, he may not be strong. She may, may not be strong. But the one working for him is stronger. He's all. If you think you are high in a position, the one working for him is the most high. Don't stand against a man on the go. Because very soon you'll be cleared out. He will clear you away. He will clear you. You may tell this one is a small boy. Who is that? The one working with it's a big man. Praise the Lord. Don't you know people who make noise because they think they know people in high places? Huh? If you human beings. So, so they make noise. Some people, they are very big man because they know they have friends in high places. At workplace, wherever. They just talk because they have friends in where? Ah. How can you be working with the most high? Don't stand against a woman or a man on the go. And that is to your enemies. As you begin to be on the go, everyone who wants to stand against you, he clears them out. He clears them out. You don't know the number of people God has killed. I, personally, I don't know because of me. I don't know. But I know he has cleared some people out. Some even... I even, okay, me, I'm not a funeral man, praise God. <laughs> but those who are funeral, some, you even attend their own funerals. You were crying. But I didn't know. God cleared them away because of you. Because of what? You. So be on the go. Because your life become a sign. And I wonder, please be on your feet.
somebody is blessed. We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Congress Global Ministries, located at British Sailor Society, Takrade, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. You are blessed.